2: This January at the Coliseum, we, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions.
3: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek Ciapala with the man, little Stevie, Steve Ribeiro, on our action-packed, fully weaponized episode of Rams Talk Radio this weekend, or this week. Geez, I'm losing track of, Steve, I'm losing track of time, man.
1: Uh Hey, man. It's late. Oh, it, the week's it's... almost over. Uh, it's been a busier week for you than me, probably. Even though it's been a little busy for me too.
3: Oh gosh, <laughs> um, it's it, it feels like I haven't taped the podcast a while. You know, all of a sudden you have this kid arrive, and and bam, you're off for a while. Yeah, well that's that's how these things work. All right, so yeah, for, for those of you wondering, those who've been following us for a while here, just uh, our uh, my little girl, oh Alyssa Hope just arrived. Just. Last week, late last week, was surprised she came a month early. Had some complications. She's okay now. And of course, one of the first things we did, because this is what we do around here at, at you know at Rams talk, is we make sure all of our kids are indoctrinated into the proper traditions of becoming Rams fans. And so immediately, he's is now wearing Rams
1: gear. It's how we roll. <laughs> hey, it's- I gotta, I gotta say though, if my dad did that to me, I'd be a Vikings fan. So. I'm happy to raise more Rams fans, but also, you know, it's up to you. Oh, my my kids will have their choice. I mean, <laughs> but I but not live when, right they're, in... but not when they can't think about it. Then they have to be Rams fans.
3: Pretty much, you know, it, 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 we we are a totalitarian regime in the Apollo household when it comes to the Rams football. Now, when she's old enough, and you know, when she thinks she knows all the world, then we'll see what happens. But. I'm going to raise her right for now. And hopefully in the end, she's, she stays with that decision. It was really neat. My, my other daughter, Sierra, we, we had just, um, came up to me early morning yesterday. My, my, uh, my wife had, had gotten her up and she saw her Rams jersey. My little daughter, Sierra has a Stephen Jackson jersey and actually wanted to put it on. She, she hadn't worn the jersey since the season ended. And then she came and woke me up. Now, mind you, we're on two hours sleeping here, trying to feed this for your other one. And, she makes me get up and makes me put on my matching jersey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, That's great.
3: So, <laughs> yeah, like I said, my, my evil plan is working. We're indoctrinating a child. So,
1: <laughs> And a great I, I, jersey to have, too. Steven Jackson. Yeah, it's a good one.
3: Steven Jackson. And then I had uh, James Lauren jersey and the old school stuff in that color. So there you go. We're, we're uh, wearing our old school. Well, I won't say old school because old school is probably Jack Youngblood.
1: But... <laughs> Less They're than old. Guys that aren't on the team anymore but were here long enough for it to be acceptable to wear their jerseys. Well, yeah, sure. I mean,
3: Stephen Jackson, one day I think over the over the offseason, we need to talk about their value. We haven't really talked too much on the show about Stephen Jackson and what he meant to this franchise. We really should have that conversation. Um, to me, he's probably a Hall of Famer, but he'll never – get that kind of recognition yes. because of the years he played. Um, and then, of course, James Laurinaitis, who petered out towards the end of the Rams, but there was a he was a key player on a team that didn't have a whole lot of key players. And you know, so, you know, those are guys who, to me, still deserve. He's the highest, he, he's the most tackles in Rams history, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and uh, got to mention Chris Long, although we don't really, he's getting his success, so he, he's fine. He's not like the other two. He's having his yeah, well, moment. Well, it, we, we've heard, we've said this
3: numerous times, on the show how it, you know, it really ticks me off that a lot of these players, their best years are wasted because the franchise is, itself just, is just horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bummer. All right, so before we get into it, guys, and, and hey, so you, by the way, folks, thanks. I got a couple on Twitter. You know, people congratulating me. Thanks, I really appreciate that. Uh, really quick, before we get going here, hey, iTunes, iTunes, go on over, please. We could really use that five-star review if you subscribe to podcasts on, again, like, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Google Play, and also uh, we can hear us now on IE Beat Radio. Listen, we could really use that boost. You know, subscriptions really help us out and builds our rankings up. If you think we do a good job, if you enjoy what our takes the Rams, or hey, disagree with us because that's what we do, right? We 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 debate this stuff, then. You know if you just enjoy the fact we put on a decent show, uh, we could really use your help and making us successful. We really uh, we are trying to keep the lights on, we're trying to build something wonderful to help you guys stay in to with the Rams 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All that, sh- all that shit, isn't it? So, all right, Steve, you ready? Let's do it. Let's hit the news. Okay, preseason schedule came out here yesterday, I believe. And um, by the time you guys hear this, will probably be Friday. So the preseason schedule is quite interesting. Uh, our boy Norm will be out there for that schedule, I believe. Uh, in Baltimore, because the first Rams preseason game will be on August 9th against the Baltimore Ravens, and he's out in Maryland now, so he'll get to watch that game. Um, also, other games featured on this this schedule here, and of course, as I'm saying, that my computer goes crazy
1: you want me to read them yeah go for it we play ravens first august 9th then we play the raiders at home and the texans at home raiders first texans second no set dates and then we conclude in new orleans with the saints all right so now that we can go ahead and assume this is
3: how things roll the last preseason game against the saints we're not going to see the stars right no no one. No. So the third one again was the Texans.
1: Yeah, and second is Raiders. So that's that's two nice games to get the starters out. Two, uh, two interesting teams, to say the least. The Texans, I think, might be a little better than the Raiders, but Raiders coming to town in L.A. is obviously a big deal given their fan base in the city, and also Gruden's back. So those are two fun games to have, and also Baltimore. I, I, I'm an RG3 fan, and I really don't know why, but I was pretty pumped he got signed, so... I'll be happy to watch him play around a little bit against the Rams. You're an
3: RG3 fan. I
1: don't know why. I just I really liked him his rookie year, and I think he got he got it a little unfair during a couple years, and part of the fallout with Washington was on him. But I, it was kind of crazy to me that he wasn't in the league at all last year. He's I think he could be a fine backup starter. I probably not anymore. I think he could have been if he was handled right earlier, but. I don't know. Also, we we really need to talk about 83, but I, I would take him as a backup if, if I was running a team.
3: Well, you never really know in terms of, hey, you get him healthy, you get him in a position where he can learn the game, which hopefully he's been doing that in his time off, then maybe you have a second shot at doing this. I mean, th- Just to say. But I really want to divert here to the Raiders game. I want to make a plea to our fan base, to the Rams fan base, the quote-unquote Ramley. Listen, folks for years. And Steve, I know you can I know you can back me up on this cuz you heard it all the time. Especially when the, the 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 word was out there, the rumors began about the Rams moving back to LA that it's a Raiders town. It's not a Rams town. It's a Raiders town. The Raiders own the market, so on and so forth. That's what we always heard, okay? Now for the longest time there was this really big Facebook group called Bring Back the L.A. Rams that was Huge, still is huge. They're not going to brought back the LA Rams. Over sixty thousand fans on that thing, and it kind of proved the narrative wrong that there weren't Rams fans in Southern California. But yet, to this day, we see the stigma Raiders fans as a Raiders town. The Raiders played at at the Chargers at the StubHub Center earlier this year, and their fans were more in number. Folks, come out to this game. Preseason or not, get out there and don't sell your tickets to Raiders fans. If you are a Rams fan, show up for this game. Show your this is a Rams town. Show them this. Don't don't allow the narrative for the city of Los Angeles to be it's still a Raiders town. This is a perfect opportunity for the Rams Nation, the Ramley, to go out there and show who really runs the NFL in this town. I'm just saying, improve. The national media and some local media, by the way, wrong about the Rams. I just want to throw that out there, Steve. I'll give your take, please. But it's kind of garbage that even though this Rams team had a much bigger history than the, than the Raiders did in L.A., they used to pack the Coliseum, hundred thousand people strong in the '50s and '60s, you know, early '70s, back before they, they changed the the um, the capacity of the stadium and so on and so forth, despite poor sight lines, despite some really bad Rams football teams, you're packing the stadium up and yet it's not a Rams town.
1: Yeah, this is going to be the most overblown attendance viewing of the entire NFL season, because I'm with you. Rams fans, you got to get to this game. If you can, it's preseason. Sure. It's not going to really break the bank in terms of that, but it's also preseason. So like if, there's a lot of Raider fans there, so be it. It's preseason, but I would like to see the Rams there a lot because the Raiders, they do have this fan base in L.A., and the Rams, you're right, they have a much, much bigger history, but the Ra- the Raiders, they had a brand that lasted a little longer. Even when they were bad, you kind of still felt like they were. They had their brand, whereas the Rams, when they were bad, they were just forgettable thousands of miles away. So I, I understand why why this whole narrative is happening but i i'd like to see the rams fill out that game it's preseason you don't have to stay for the whole thing but get there and help us out show us show them who runs la
3: and you know of course we have members of our own staff who are out in the area we're going to do the best we can to uh, encourage them to make magic happen johnny johnny go to the game johnny if you're listening to the show tonight go to the game
1: i'm sure i'll be there
3: uh, well, the He's question – we'll, so well, well, because it's preseason special, the question isn't whether or not he'll be there. The question is, is whether or not he'll be be there and be sober.
1: <laughs> I, well, I just, okay. It's preseason, so the answer should be no. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, will, you, will you be sober,
3: check or not check?
2: <laughs> I don't
3: know. I don't know. Okay. Also in the news, by the way, and, and by the way, that preseason schedule, you know, it's it, it um, it's not a bad schedule. I would have liked to have seen uh, the Rams play the Cowboys again. I always love those preseason Cowboys games, but I'm partial because, really, you know, we were Jerry Jones. The role he played in getting that team back to L.A. means something, so just wanted to point that out there as well.
1: Yeah, I always like playing the Cowboys. It would be nice. And we yeah, play the Raiders good. during the season, it says, right?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah we do, yeah. Weird. So... It, I'm not sure why they will. I, I've always wondered why they schedule teams to play teams are going to play again.
1: It makes no sense. And if they, um, if they were going to do that, why wouldn't we just get the Chargers? Yeah, why not? You get yeah. the, the. You're trying They're to right build there. this whole
3: crosstown rivalry thing. So I, I kind of wonder about that. I really do. In other news, Steve. By the way, in other news, it, it's been reported now. Multiple sources here. I guess it's ending here. The color rush game. Dun, dun, dun. Bill Wanger of Fox Sports, among many who re- reported yesterday that, was it two days ago now, or or catch up on the news, guys? It was this week. week. It was this week. this week. Yeah, this is week. Okay, that the color rush game, the alternate uniforms are going away. Quote, unquote, hardcore fans don't need gimmicks to watch. That was quoting Bill Wanger. The games' schedule also be stronger. Apparently, do you agree or disagree? I'm somewhere in between
1: because I love alternate jerseys. Don't get I love them. I love that each NBA team this year had four jerseys. I thought that was really cool. But the difference was they weren't all the same. And another thing I hate is when teams when one team doesn't wear white. It it infuriates me unless you're going to wear a light yellow or a gray. When te- one team's wearing red and one team's wearing blue. it It is one of my biggest pet peeves that I have. It bothers me to no end, and I know they cut back on that this year because people who were colorblind couldn't see the games. So it, I hope they replace it, and I hope they let teams either maybe wear throwbacks for the Thursday night game, maybe get a new alternate jersey. But the color rush jerseys, most of them weren't great. I do love the Rams, though. I love that bright yellow I think it looks cool once a year. It's not something you want to do every week, but if it's just the end of alternate jerseys, that'll make me sad. If it's the end of just the color rush, and but they replace it with teams getting to play around with their new jerseys, it's fine. And you got Nike on board. Let them, let them have some fun instead of just having to go with the kind of the same style for every team.
3: Well, my, my feeling on it is a little bit well, kind of sad, actually. You know, they're a very... The league is always trying to innovate something, trying to change something up. And quite frankly, I like the color rush jerseys. I really enjoy seeing what colors are going to put out. there. I thought some looked ridiculous. I thought the, uh, you know, I, I for, again, okay, maybe it's because it's the sea chickens, the whole neon green thing to me. Okay. You know, you look like you can't do it on television. This line that comes down. I, I get that. I, I'm not a big fan of that. The Ram is mustard. Basically, the mustard, the hot dog. I love it, bro. I think it's a good
1: one.
3: <laughs> do, you, do you remember the the Tampa Bay game? Okay. The first time they were in the conversation, so they called them ketchup and mustard.
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs> that was okay. a fun game, though. That, yeah, that was a fun game. if I'm wrong, but that might be the definitive Tavon Austin game. It might be. It, <laughs> it might, might be. be. Okay, that and I think
3: that one Colts game, too.
1: Yeah, oh, um, the Colts game. Okay, you're right. So it's those
3: yeah. two. So, well, here, but here's the thing. we We, we had a... A lot of fun with that the ketchup mustard thing, but you were and you were just making the point on well I hate that some teams don't wear white but in that game with the contrast being the the yellow the the flashy yellow the mustard, and the the red for the Tampa Bay that actually looked pretty good yeah that and it one was, worked I agree yeah and I real I really like that jersey I also think it could be it could be an alternate jersey. Really what they should do is they should add the blue pants, the LA Rams blue pants to the yellow shirt. Um add blue pants to it. I think that will look well you know, a lot snazzier than the yellow to yellow. Ah uh, Correct me I, if I'm I wrong. Like,
1: I like the yellow to yellow. I think uh I think a yellow top with any different color on the bottom would look weird.
3: Um, I disagree because if you're using the traditional throwback blue the Rams have always had for the bottoms, then it works. Yeah, Especially with could. with the stripe down the side, but I, I don't I don't like this. I don't like them getting rid of the color rush uniform. I think that it gives teams a chance to to really well. One is good marketing. Go out there and buy another jersey. How many of us tried to go buy a color rush jersey last year? I know I did.
1: I've got a Jared Goff one.
3: There you go. Okay, so it's good marketing.
1: Also, it's freaking cool. It's freaking yeah. cool. Hey, side note. Can I, This people will enjoy this. I bought my Jared Goff Color Rush jersey the day after the Rams lost twenty-eight to nothing against the 49ers opening night because I was sad and I wanted to make myself feel better because he hadn't played yet. Oh
3: my god! I was like,
1: he's coming. <laughs> we'll be okay. And we were.
3: Of all the games, of all the games, you picked to go buy your Color Rush jersey.
1: I was sad. I wanted hope.
3: Well, that's back when I was on my personal. I'm not buying anything Rams until they fire Jeff Fisher.
1: <laughs> it's probably a smart move.
3: And I, I didn't. I didn't buy anything Rams again until they fired Jeff Fisher. I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I mean, it. I just that was my own personal vendetta. Don't yeah. do it. Not gonna do it. So I gotta go. You know, I gotta go with. I, I don't like this. I, you know, the the NFL. They do a lot of good things. They make some bad calls. We and we've debated some of those things on the show before. The Colorado Stirs to me were cool, and you got to keep doing things that are cool; they're fun. But we, how how often do we see the National Football League getting called the No Fun League?
1: All the time, and so, the, compared to the NBA, I think it's and maybe not a better sport-wise. You have your take because I I football is awesome, but just as a league, I think the NBA is way more fun than the NFL because they let they let their players be themselves and they put out all these alternate jerseys they do a lot of gimmicks granted they have a lot more games to do it but i think really what set the color rush apart even though some of the jerseys were dumb was it was something different and i think you got to replace it with something else and let teams get a little funky on color rush i think instead of color rush you're going to get rid of it let teams just come up with their own alternate jerseys let nike maybe do something but you got to do something because it, it was fun
3: well, I want to back it up too. Let's let's also take this to the grander scope because, and this goes, all right, folks. So just, just let's just go ahead and give the disclaimer now. Yes, we're going back to the uniform issue. Please do not turn off the podcast. Okay, all right. We've had this debate in there. We're not going to beat this, you know, this horse even more dead than it already is. But the NFL now, for the longest time, it restricts you. You can only change your uniforms, you know, once every what is it? five years
1: it was something like that yeah
3: okay you can only wear a a a throwback for two games in the year okay we never i don't think when was the last time we ever saw a road game throwback we've never seen the rams wear a road game throwback have we
1: Mm, i don't believe so
3: no, we haven't seen those uniforms, those throwback uniforms, since they were actually in LA the first time. Yeah,
1: and you could I, do something cool with that, like a yeah. Rams Forty ers game, both wearing throwbacks, would be cool. That'd be it's, a cool you know, thing to see.
3: And Well, we we did see that basically with the uh, with the December thirty first game, but yeah, you have, let both different. teams, yeah, let both teams wear them in San Francisco, where the Rams will actually wear their road Rams uniforms from the nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies. Yeah, that's cool. But overall, the idea that there's no fun league. they're so restricted on players. They're re- all, but and they're so restricted on even when it comes down to uniforms. You gotta fix, we can fix that stuff, man. Yeah. Why does it need? To, why does it need to be anything more? Have fun, have fun. The NFL had a had a rough year with the with the protests and all kinds of other controversies. You know, the you can go back couple of years to domestic abuse charges for people so on and so forth you know bring back what's fun about the game the foot that the product is great itself and then allow these players to have fun let the uniforms but they are and you know it'll a it'll make you
1: money yeah it prints money you you kind of touched on that earlier the more jerseys you have the more money you're going to make because the more people will want to buy yeah I'm, I'm not saying you go
3: out there and have eighty four thousand dirges, That's going to tick people off at some point.
1: No, of course not. But, but some people do.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> gosh. But you okay? Well, let's just say you have your your home away, your throwback, and your color rush. That's four right there. You just mentioned the NBA having four. Well, there's four right there. Yeah. And by the way, don't don't restrict these these teens from well, let them wear whatever the fricking heck they want to wear. Why That's why correct.
1: can they only wear a throwback twice a year? But just don't let the colors contrast is is my stance because the NBA started doing that this year too, and it, it, it bothers me so much. But, yeah, you shouldn't restrict them to wearing any jersey a certain amount of time. And I think if you introduce – if you're getting rid of color rush, if you introduce alternates, maybe a team comes up with something they like and down the line they make that their full thing. I think that's cool in college too. Like, Oregon has like 90,000 different combinations of jerseys. So every time you put on an Oregon game, they're they're doing something cool. They're doing something different. So I think it's – it's more reason to tune into a team you might not tune into. Well, uh, this is where we're going to disagree.
3: <laughs> Oregon does it so much that it's just overkill, man. They
1: do it a little too much, yeah. But a, little, a little? A <laughs> little? I'm not saying that hardcore, but you know what I mean. It's, it, yeah, they switch well, yeah, it up. Yeah. Give these teams some freedom yeah.
3: to, to make make this game fun. Even the little things, make it fun. It's not always – the NFL stance has been – well, it's the product in the field. That's what makes it fun. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, this is the entertainment. It's an entertainment industry now, and you need to entertain. And sometimes when your team is 1 in 15, you're not entertaining. So you better find some other outlets. And just, you know, the Rams right now, and we're going to talk about this in, I think, the next show. But they're they're becoming this destination team, and you want to be able to be appealing, and you, you use it, you have all these stars coming here sign with this team. This is the great time right now to be that appealing team that can sell your jerseys to put your uh, your brand on the map. This is why the Rams have been going to London every year, right? To, to put their brand on the map, make it a worldwide thing. This is why we've had to deal with one less home game every year. You want your brand out there for the world to see. And then what you restrict it because you, you you restrict that brand by uh, limiting uniforms and so on and so forth. It just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. It's the more alternate jerseys, the better. And don't go organ on us, but you know you have a couple. You maybe switch it up two or three times a year. It's nice. I I like that.
3: You'll sell jerseys. You
1: definitely You'll sell jerseys.
3: I mean, people get excited about these things, man. We we how many times we had the uniform debate in this show. Too much. I mean, well, it's I not mean, really
1: a debate. It's just a
3: a thrashing more than a debate. Well, thrashing about. Come on, come on, Nike. Come on, Rams. Let's get this uniform thing happening. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Although uh... I am the sole
1: defender of the current colors. Well, not the okay. The one before switching to the white helmets. It's not. What do you mean? I I kind of like the the navy and gold. The old the old St. Louis colors. Yeah, I'm not opposed to going back to the old colors. I think it would be smart giving the new situation, but maybe it's because I grew up on them, but I like those colors. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad. And, and quite
3: frankly, the the old LA colors, you're not going to, how many people actually are going to wear that color scheme out in public besides Anthony involving the Rams themselves. I mean, it's not the world's greatest style or anything, but it's a legacy uniform. They've had that, that color scheme going back to the 40s, 50s, 60s. And, and you know, I make this argument before, like the Packers, you know that color scheme, that uniform has generally been the same. The Steelers, their their color scheme has generally been the same. The way they've done their uniforms has generally been the same. That's a legacy uniform. And that uniform, all the way through Super Bowl 34, that uniform become a legacy uniform for the Rams. And that's why so many people want that color scheme back. And I, I see the argument that some people like that that clean white and blue that white and dark blue they've been putting the helmets and then the logo now. It looks like we're going to that. It looks like the plan is the Rams are going to do the white and the blue.
1: They just got to keep... go it, all in on it, though. This, what it looks like now is just some weird monstrosity. Well, Once they yeah, go they, all in, yeah. I think we'll have a, a clear picture of what it really looks like.
3: And, and we'll hopefully they can do that. I mean, most of us, though, the old schoolers like me, want the old school colors back. The, and some, a lot of other people are more open to the white and the blue. All right, before we move on, And this is – I'm sorry. We we had to deviate a little bit because, well, we just did, okay? We'll we'll be all right. It's a a podcast. It's a conversation. It's a living,
1: breathing thing. we'll, We'll
3: get back to football, actual football issue here in a second. The Golden Ram barbershop, let's go ahead and segue them. Speaking of old school, speaking of the old school colors, if you want to see some old school colors, go to this man's barbershop, Sal Martinez at the Golden Ram barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, nine two six eight three. Go in this place, man. The Steve, I you need a haircut, Ed. Come on, man. I <laughs> do. You can make the trip to California. Go in this shop. Um it's a great experience, folks. If you want the old school barbershop experience where you can go in there and talk football, talk sports, especially Rams football. Sal's the guy. Sal's the man. Okay. 714-894-7267. Call and make an appointment with him. Use the promo code RAMSTALK. Get a little bit of a discount there. He also knows what we sent you, by the way. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Okay. So his store is wall-to-wall Rams. He's got posters, jerseys, helmets news clippings, everything Rams. And this guy is actually built this store from the ground up, opened it the day the Rams left for St. Louis, kept the light on there, and there you go. Alright, he's still there, still running it. Go check it out. The Sal Sal Martinez's Golden Ram barbershop, the one at 13755 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, 92683-714-8947267. Again, that's 714 894 7267, which is Rams. Call and make that appointment. All right. So, a couple, there's something that's bothering me, Steve. And it it, it, it we're, this is a few days old. It's been kind of stupid with me. We, I haven't been on the show to really cover it. I kind of saved it until I come back on the show because it, it really is bothering me. Um, but, Robert Quinn.
1: Robert Quinn. Let's hear it.
3: Okay, well, hold on. Hold on. I got to back this up because before we forget, Ethan Westbrooks, by the way, gets one day in jail, three years probation for his weapons misdemeanor. He had no contest for that. Um, I kind of expected that. It didn't seem like a big deal at the time. The story didn't seem like a big deal at the time. So let's get that out of the way. Ethan Westbrooks, again, one day in jail, uh, three, days, uh, three years probation, misdemeanor weapons charge is what it is. He's still on the team,
1: right? Yeah, he resigned. All right, so let that's back. all we need to know. Yeah, he's still back. This came in. out months ago. If if they still if they're keeping him on the roster, they're, I don't think they're going to do anything about it. It, well, it, it was, is what it is. It was never really all that big of
3: a deal. It's you know if you read the news articles on it, it was it was more along the lines of okay, you know eh, nothing really to – It was it, what it sounded like. Honestly, was it was a mistake. It was just one of those weird things that happened. That and they're not going to crucify him for it.
1: I mean if he if he pleaded guilty to these charges it would be kind of a big Well
3: there's no contest.
1: So yeah, so I'm not gonna he he did he got out of court so I'm not gonna you know judge him on things that he didn't get um sentenced for.
3: Yeah. So the, there we go. That that's
1: the Ethan Westbrooks thing.
3: What I really wanna to get to was Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn, a seven year veteran. The Rams drafted him in two thousand eleven. He uh, had some really great years with us. I had the pleasure of interviewing him after his rookie year. It was a really neat experience to talk with him. He's really down to earth guy, really nice guy. Later on, uh, when I was when I was contributing to Yahoo Sports, I also uh, did an article covering his DUI, and I'm going to mention that today for a reason, uh, and we'll get to that here in a second. But so as I'm as we're talking about this, and I'm going to be a little critical here, I want to say. I want to go ahead and lay this out there that he's a good guy. He is actually a good guy and that he, you know, I, I don't mean any of this personally. I'm doing, you know, a little bit of commentary, a little bit of journalism here in respect to I got to put those personal films aside and call him out a little bit on his on his parting shot. that he took in the Rams. OK, so this is what we're quoting him. Steve, he was quoted in the Miami Sun Sentinel. He said, honestly, you don't know, sorry, you don't realize, We'll fix that quote, you don't realize you're suffocating until you can't breathe anymore. So honestly, I can't, I'm glad I can have a new breath of fresh air down here in Miami. When asked uh, what he meant, Gwen, he grew up in uh, South Carolina, he says, well, how about this? I'm not a West Coast guy. I'll just put this that way. Now, that's not that big of a deal. Okay, we'll talk about suffocating here in a minute, but um, he's also critical about the move to, to the the 3-4. Because I don't know if you've ever watched the Olympics, but I've never seen one of the sprinters run from a two-point stance. All right. Okay. Yeah. Find the other quote, the big one. The big one. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. There's the magic. This is the – it's like this. This is the first time I've ever been traded, he said. You commit yourself to someone, and basically you have a family member turn their back on you, and you realize who appreciates you around here, and you commit yourself to them. I've got a new family now here in Miami, and that's all I'm concerned about. Go, Steve. (laughs) You go. You sound like you've got some things to say. Well, I kind of want to get your thoughts out there first because when
1: I go, I'm going to go. (laughs) Well, I relationships sour, okay, and Quinn. He was a Fisher guy. He was a St. Louis guy. So, when both of those things are taken from him, I'm, you know he's probably gonna react to the situation not great. And with this quote, I I know you're gonna rail on it, but it is something that in sport sports is a business and. Players and front offices do need to look at it that, but you he was here for seven years and you build an attachment to somebody and by all accounts, it doesn't seem like they try to restructure him. And you know, if getting traded it's probably not not the best. I, I can imagine why you'd be upset about it. When you give it your all to a team, it it probably sucks to get traded. And you know he's gonna be fine. He's moving to Miami. Not gonna have those taxes anymore. he's gonna be in a good situation for him, getting out of the three four i mean <laughs> i I like Robert Quinn i mean it it wasn't the best choice of words, but I get why a lot of athletes, especially that really gave their heart and soul to a team, get upset when they get traded
3: yeah, um no, I'm not listen. I I am gonna I'm gonna go through this bit by bit, okay. <sighs> here we go. How about this amount of West Coast Guy I'll put just I'll just put it that way. Honestly, I don't realize you're suffocating until you can't breathe anymore. So I'm honestly I'm glad I can't have a new breath of fresh air down here in Miami. What do you mean you're suffocating? Dude, are you serious? You just were part of a team that went eleven and five months to the playoffs. You got eight and a half snacks sacks, not snacks. I wish I had snacks. Um what are you talking about? I'm not a West Coast guy. I get that. Fine, you're not a West Coast guy, but suffocating? Are you serious? The team wasn't 1-15 last year. They weren't 2-14 and last year. They're 11-5. and They finally made the playoffs. After all these years of being here, they make the freaking playoffs. And you are telling me I this new breath of fresh air? What new breath of fresh air? This Rams team is three times better than the team in Miami. Are you serious? New breath of fresh air. I, I that's that's take number one. Okay. Take number two. I don't know if you've ever watched the Olympics. He said, but I've never seen one of the sprinters run from two point stands. Okay. You've made it clear. You like the four, three better. I get that. I've always argued you're, you're a four, three guy, but tell me this, how these edge rushers in the NFL, the ones who are three, four guys, how do they do You the good ones? How do they usually do Steve? How do they do? They do good. Exactly. That's kind of not a smart comment in my view to make. Okay, finally, this this is what ticks me off. And this is is what really kind of gets me, again, he said this. It's like this. The first time I've been traded, you commit yourself to someone and you basically have a family member turn their back on you and you realize who appreciates you around here and and you commit yourself to them. I've got a new family now here in Miami, and that's all I'm concerned about. Point number one, the Rams took him in the first round of the draft, despite knowing the guy had a brain tumor in his head at one point. They took a risk on him. They paid him first round money. They did that. Other teams could have pa- Other teams did pass on him. They could have passed on him. They went and got him. Okay, number two. The guy got a DUI very early in his career at the Rams. The Rams stuck by his side. They supported him. They did not judge him. Okay? He remained part of that team, part of that family. And guess what? He performed up to par, and they pay him a ginormous contract. A huge contract. One he's made millions of dollars off of, even though for the last how many couple years now he's been injured over and over again, had a a major lack of durability. Then when they go to 3-4, he struggles to move to 3-4. They stuck by him through all of this, through seven years of this. He put great years together. He's a major person. I love the guy when he's on. But let's let's not forget that this team also stuck by him for seven years when he had his issues. They took a leap of faith on him to begin with when they drafted him. How many teams are going to pass on him? Despite they they a, a clean bill of health doesn't matter for many teams when it involves something with your head, especially for the first round. They they went they went for him anyways. They believed in him and they went and got him. They stuck by him through the DUI. They stuck by him, you know, for seven years, even though the last couple have been injury filled. They paid him tons and tons and tons of money. And now you're you feeling like your fan members turn their back on you. Seven years, man. And the only reason why they're trading him is just is not him personally. It's the fact you've now moved to a three-four system where you're not as good a fit. So they're going to send you to a team where you are a fit. A, then they could have sent him to Cleveland. They could have sent him somewhere else. No offense, Cleveland, by the way. They could have sent him a cold weather school, a cool weather team. So Cleveland has money. He played for Greg Williams before. It's a fit. They could try to send him there. They send him to Miami.
1: There, I'm done. Grant over. <laughs> well, first of all, it needs to be said, because I noticed you said this. You mentioned the injury history. He signed his extension in 2014. He'd missed one game up to that point. So they paid, they paid a healthy Robert Quinn. It's not like he was hurt and they were like, we're still going to throw you this money. They paid him while he was healthy. And so just to, to kind of follow up on that, I think his comments contradict themselves because he said he wasn't a fit for a three four, and if it was just that, then I don't think there would be any reason to be mad. But I get why you would be upset by the the traded comment, but I I mean it's it's a business and this was a clearly a business decision. But so I, Robert Quinn is a very well spoken dude and he seems like he when he says things he he thinks about them before he says them and so I, it seems like there could be something deeper here than this because he doesn't seem like a guy to just bash the Rams on his way out more than just saying it the, the 3 4 stuff which I totally get but he, let, you said 7 years i mean if i got traded from somewhere after seven years, I wouldn't be thrilled about it, and I I do wonder if they even tried to restructure him or not.
3: Well, I mean, they may may not have, but I think that's what it, that's really what he's missing. I think the fact that this is a business decision, you know, it, these players they leave the team they leave teams. Okay, the free agent free agent comes around. Sammy Watkins is a great example of that. He chose to leave for the Chiefs. He chose to chase the money. The Rams wanted to keep him. He. We come to find out later on that he wasn't as happy as he made it sound, you know, in terms of his his targets. Okay. So he he left. He made the call to leave. Should the Rams be all upset that he turned his back on them? Or let's let's make it an even better argument, find another player who left who's left the team after more years. They do this all the time. So at some point both the player and the team, it needs to be understood. Listen, this is a business. We'll always consider you a Ram. You gave seven great years here. You had your injuries. And I, I understand you're saying they gave him this long-term contract in 2014. They are paying a healthy Robert Quinn. I get that. But it's not like they didn't try and get out of it for the next four years when he did struggle. They stuck by him during those four years.
1: Yeah. but you, Do you think when when players leave, fans normally get furious about it? Like when LeBron left Cleveland, they— it was the end of the world but then then the next year you see like star players get traded to teams they they didn't even think about going to it, it is a business on both sides but I think players have a right when they they give it to the team like you know Isaiah Thomas out of Celtics after all he went through just got shipped away a month before the season start and it it cost him a lot of money and he was under this isn't the same thing at all to just put that out there but you you have every right to be upset when a team that you really thought was your family trades you and i think it may i feel like the relationship with Quinn and the Rams had soured and i think that's why i'm kind of surprised at him being mad about the trade more than that but i i get why he'd be mad it's this was a long time of his life he helped build this thing and now they shipped him away as it's getting going but also I understand why he got traded and it's a business decision and it was pro- probably the right move, even though I'm still kind of upset by it. But it, I, I think I can understand both sides and I can see why he's upset, but I'm sure he also deep down gets it.
3: I, I'm sure he does. And this is – again, this is not like this personal attack with him. It just bothers me this is the way he chose to go. You know, Again, they stuck by him for an awful long time through several things. And I mean, again, they, they're the team that took the risk on him to begin with. They're the team that trusted the medical report. So they're the team that, you know, said, you know what? We're going to believe him. We're going to believe in this. We're going to believe in what he's going to be and we're going to take him. So there you go. All right. So moving on, we got a couple mailbag questions here. And, uh, one from Justin Orasek, He wants some quarterback talk. He's saying every NFL, sorry NFC West gunster will be lethal this year. I'm expecting a vast improvement in golf from more one-on-one time with the Uh Well, really quick, I wouldn't say every NFC West gunster will be lethal this year. We don't know if Sam Bradford will be able to, you know, make it in the field without having to go in the ambulance somewhere. Aww, so leave Sam I, alone. I, I don't mean it in a mean way, uh, but I, unfortunately, his injury history is. We, we,
1: a we've division, had conversation by the before. way, Sam's a
3: good guy, but let's be honest. Can't come on. Is he can he stay healthy? Is a major question. Okay, can he stay healthy? The rest of the quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, we know he'll do what he'll do. We know that Garoppolo has some weapons that there are in in the 49er limb. Let's focus on our guy, Goff. What do you expect in
1: terms of improvement from Goff this year? Well, I think it's just he had a lot of rookie mistakes. I guess rookie mistakes, even though it wasn't his rookie year last year, you could tell that he, you know, he really got more comfortable as it went on, but then there were, you know, there was times where there was things left to be desired. So I just think it's really all the tools are there. And I think it's just about kind of sharpening the knives and the set and just really just getting more complete missing receivers a little less. I think um, the big guy he missed last year was Sammy, who he missed quite a lot. So I think, you know, Get on the same page as Cooks early, get get that down quick and you know, I think he showed a lot last year. I think it's really about just continuing to improve at everything he does because he was good at a lot of things, but you know, there wasn't anything that you were like this he has an elite skill in this category yet. I don't I don't think he does yet, but I think he's getting there in a lot of categories.
3: Well, we saw a lot of improvement from him in turn especially in his terms of his pocket presence, his movement under pressure. Um, I think his next area of growth has to be moving beyond his first and second reads into his third read. That's where really where we saw issues with him in terms of deep threats with, with St. Watkins. And of course, there were going to be some miscommunication issues out there as well. But getting beyond that first and second read for any young quarterback is a must happen. Yeah. And if he can do that, he's, he's going to be better. But another thing we need to remember here: this this offensive line stayed healthy last year. All five starters stayed healthy. We can't necessarily count on that again. We can't. Yeah. You hear All ice right. Truck again. Yeah. By the way, folks, in case you're listening, yes, that is an ice cream truck in the background. Steve has no way of getting away from the ice cream truck. Beautiful I mean, Queens,
1: New York, baby. It's Queens,
3: New York. There you go. All right. From Austin here, who is one expected, unexpected player on each side of the ball you really see shining this year? Well,
1: I'll let you go first. I think on defense, me and Johnny touched on this a little bit in our Offseason Grades podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. It's on the feed. I think Dominique Easley could step into a nice fourth man in the defensive line rotation, given that he's going to have like literally no pressure on him at all. when oh, He's, he's going to be going out there when Donald or Brockers or Sue needs a break, and I think just given those – limited touches that's that's a dangerous dude coming in as the backup defensive lineman so that's a guy i think i like on the defensive end to kind of surprise little people and remind them that he was a former first round pick and even if he hasn't really lived up to the full hype there's a reason he was picked that high on offense i it's i don't know the i don't really expect any Huge surprises here. I think Gerald Everett will surprise a lot of people, but I think growth is expected from him. That would be the guy I would have to take if I had one because I think, you know, I I really think that Cooks, Woods, Cobb, and Gurley are going to dominate touches on offense.
3: Here we go. This is the hot take of the week. (laughs) Let's hear it. On offense. Here we go. I'm going to go Tavon Austin.
1: I thought about it, but I I tried to say it out loud, and my mouth just didn't – the words didn't come out because it knew that it, they shouldn't have.
3: Uh, I'm going to go Tavon Austin, barring them moving him now that, that you know, they have that. <laughs> 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 I get moving going here. Listen, okay. Um, for Tavon Austin, nobody here can argue the guy has the tools. It's really always been about putting together. And getting out of his own head, Maybe you and I can both agree it's been it's all been in his head really for since for a couple of years now. Am I wrong?
1: Am and I wrong? Some of it's in his head. I it's... I
3: think a lot of it's in his head, especially in term and of course Norm was, you know Norm pointed out a couple of weeks ago here you know, him not making the move up field trying to get more yards instead of just going down, uh, making male mistakes with the football and kick returns and punt returns. That's why Farrell Cooper took over the job. But give him an off season with Sean McVay in that offense. I'm not saying he'll go out there and put together this Pro Bowl season. This is not that kind of offense, especially when you have other people who need to eat: Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and now Brandon Cooks, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, Gerald Everett, and you know the rest of the receiving core. But I can see him actually being a key part of this offense this year and actually producing in a way he hasn't produced in a long time. So there you go. Okay, defensively, defensively, Samson Ebicom, I believe that the the reason why the Rams have felt comfortable not really addressing the linebacker core yet as much as we think they should have, I think they believe in him. I think they've seen something in, in him. Uh, we saw a few touches, a few flashes of what he can be when he played last year. I believe that... They have faith in him. I believe that uh, I'm going to trust in again Norm, who's who's seen him play so much. I'm going to go there and say Abukam will be a guy who will do very well this year in that offense. Sorry, defense in that defense.
1: I agree with you on Abukam. Let me rebuttal the table on Austin awesome point, and I hope you're right. But you mentioned he, you think he'll do well given that he'll have a full off season with Sean McBay. Where was he last year? Injured. Just not. He, he has surgery. He was there.
3: But, he had there's a difference there's, there's yeah, between no, playing.
1: Right. Okay, I, I forgot about that.
3: You know, he had surgery, missed part of Trink and the hamstring injury. You can learn the playbook, but there's a difference between learning the playbook and actually being on the field and, and playing it out.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't I, – I forgot about that. I guess my thing on Tavon would be is I still think that he's unbelievable in the open field. I think when he gets into the open field, he's fantastic. The problem is he, he struggles to get there, and – it's tough to get him the ball on certain offensive sets because he's not a great route runner. And I guess he wasn't drafted to be a great route runner, but he's just – he struggled to find the space that he needs to really thrive. But it, all things are possible. I trust McBay to do whatever – anything at this point. So <laughs>
3: You said McBay. McBay, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't be stunned. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be stunned.
3: Tell us how you really feel about McBay.
1: <laughs> McBay. It's the best.
3: Okay. All right, guys. That is an action packed show for us. Uh, hey, if you thought that we couldn't come up with a bunch of stuff for a show during the offseason when we've pretty much done everything we can in agency, ha, you're wrong. But in the meantime, all sources hey, check us out. Check our website at ramstalk.net. Uh, we continue to put content up there. We're a little slow with it. So, hey, if you want to write for us, interested in getting on the writing train, Email us at Rams Talk 1945 Give us a blurb, you know, a little bit of a resume. Also, follow us on Twitter at TalkRams. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash RamsTalk. Follow Steve personally. Steve, your Twitter,
1: please go. Steve Ribero. That's S-T-E-V-E-R-E-B-E-I-R-O. And I'm sure you can find me tagged on the Talk Rams page. Yeah, we
3: do that from time to time when we feel like it. Once in a while. Also, me, DC Apollo, at DC Apollo on Twitter, um, you can also, I guess, maybe find me on Facebook if you feel like it. I, I, do, should we accept Facebook requests from people we don't know?
1: I, I mean, I probably would say no because I wouldn't have any mutual friends, but you can I if. I get
3: asked. them randomly from. Don't you ever get them from time to time?
1: I I do. I Just normally from, don't accept them
3: from Rams fans. You, oh, you, I don't get them you, from Rams fans. I do. Well, you
1: you're more active on your Facebook page in that regard. I nobody on my personal Facebook feed really cares about the Rams at all. So I uh, I save my takes for Twitter, usually, and the Rams groups. Oh, glory.
3: Oh, I'll have been in like 40 of those things, too. Okay. So
1: there you go. You, you've you
3: listened to us rant and rant some more, and we're going to go ahead and sign off now for Steve Ribeiro, little Stevie, Stevie Wonder. This is is C. and Paula. We'll see you in a couple of days. Peace out.